0: But you can't hide, bitch. Oh, welcome back everyone to You Can't Hide, the number one horror movie recap and news podcast this side of Haddonfield. And speaking of Haddonfield, this is our very, very special Halloween edition episode. Uh, but before we get to, before I get too ahead of myself, I'm your host, Evil Al, joined of course by my lovely co-host. It's been so long. Who are y'all? Um, oh, are you Camp Counselor Ben?
1: Uh, i'm actually babysitting barbara this weekend
0: (laughs) no you're gonna you're gonna confuse the four listeners we have (laughs) this is camp counselor ben calamity cat and of course final Girl brie how are we all doing today on this lovely october evening
2: yeah excited yeah excited to watch
1: this one it was it was it was good. good to revisit yeah packed up camp and now we're back to the city
0: Yeah, we are back in the Hidden Hills in our podcasting studio, a very humble 5,000 or so square feet uh, podcasting studio. Uh, But before we get into our recap of Halloween, we have to, of course, have this week in horror. uh, This week in horror, uh, we have the 25th anniversary of Scream, uh, which I think came out in December. At least that's what I feel like I read on Wikipedia, but whatever. Irregardless, it's still the 25th anniversary. uh me and camp counselor ben saw it in theater, in the theater and it was a lovely experience um of course we have the new halloween the the new 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 halloween uh it feels like there's been about 80 of them recently but uh that came out it did pretty well in the box office i've been told we well, got a lot going on there's um this was a really hot ticket item there's a bunch of the horror themed vans uh went on sale a few weeks ago uh unfortunately i missed out on the nightmare on elm street shoes which i think were the best but i got i got the uh shining ones and they came in the other day.
3: <laughs> oh those are cool yeah
0: on the, on the sides it says like red rom and then on the back it has room um uh, 237 or 732 <laughs> in there <laughs> and, and reflected <laughs> and it has like the uh original yellow movie poster for on our side. listeners
3: they're high tops
0: yeah, they are high tops. Yes, uh, pretty comfortable. Very surprised by that. Pleasantly surprised, of course. Um, something calamity cat mentioned earlier is that there is a new set of dolls that came out—the living dead dolls from Halloween three. Um, It's—I uh, believe it's the the witch, the skeleton, and the pumpkin, like the masks. Yeah. Is
2: that- oh, can we play the song? That's what we. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna get stuck in our heads
3: forever. Clamity cat, are you purchasing them? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> they're yeah. really cute. I just see the picture.
2: <laughs> I do really like them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, actually, wait, wait, what is this on my what is this on the screen? Uh-oh.
2: Uh, what's going
0: on?
1: Oh no! <laughs>
0: Beautiful, what a beautiful medley!
2: I mean, who, whose head wouldn't <laughs> melt
3: after that,
0: <laughs> right? Or wish it would at least not after that. Yeah,
3: <laughs> was John Carpenter involved in the third one?
0: I think he might have just. He might have produced, I don't know if he... I don't know see. if
3: he, I, he... Yeah, I don't know. I was just curious since he wrote that such an iconic score for the original movie. Maybe um, he, he was involved in the music for the third one. I don't know.
2: Probably not. I for, I forget. I remember I watched this on the, the Eli Roth. Like, oh, on the
3: History of Horror? Yeah, on the
2: History of Horror, and I
3: can't remember. Um, available on Shudder, which we recommend. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean... see one of the more memorable aspects of the film's soundtrack was the jingle from the silver shamrock halloween mass commercial uh such as the tune of london Bridges falling down um no. it says the soundtrack was composed by john carpenter and alan Haworth. Okay. so i uh, maybe he i'm not sure if he specifically made that one but he was involved definitely in general so that's okay uh, interesting it's, it's...
1: Uh Halloween 3 is the first film <laughs> to be written and directed by Tommy Wallace. John Carpenter and Deborah Hill yeah. uh, were producers.
2: They were producers on it. Okay. I guess they just, yeah. they just wanted to go in a different direction. I kind of remember them being like sort of involved in it still.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's good yeah, to it know that, that they didn't uh they weren't heavily involved. <laughs> in <that
3: movie. laughs> Yeah, I didn't think about that that
1: either. That it was a sped up version. Definitely was a choice.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Choice. Yeah. Well, I personally think the movie's great because it's so random and unrelated. Even though they try to make it related, Um, technically, technically it is. Yeah, but um, it's
2: special. It holds a special (laughs) place in my heart.
1: Absolutely. It's definitely the trolls too of uh, Halloween
2: even down to the weird town and the town's <laughs> <That's school>. right
0: <laughs> yeah it's something <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i don't know if we want to talk about uh, fantastic fest and maybe just a few things we saw during that um it's not from this week in horror but it's from a few weeks ish ago in horror <laughs> we <laughs> we are uh, lucky enough to go to a few films screenings at fantastic fest um and one of the movies that I didn't actually see there, but I really enjoyed watching on Shudder was VHS 94. I thought that was fun. I thought um, I really liked the first two. And then Viral, of course, was a complete mess. I don't really know what that was, but uh, <laughs> I thought this one, it, it, maybe it objectively isn't good, but I thought it was fun. So. <laughs> sorry, um, I haven't
2: watched that one yet. I'm ex- I'm excited to watch it though. I just <laughs> want to see it because it's got some really good directors with it. So mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we saw
3: Black Phone,
0: mm-hmm.
2: which was really creepy.
3: <laughs> yeah, I quite, I quite enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah,
0: yeah I thought it was, it was really fun. good. I thought that was probably the best one that I saw. Uh, followed by The Trip, is that what it was called? The Trip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The Trip. Uh, uh, That's on was... Netflix
2: now. Yeah. Oh, it's on yeah. Netflix
0: now. Then definitely check that out if you have time. It has a n- new me?
3: No me, yeah, Rapace.
0: I always want to call her Moony.
3: <laughs> best yeah. known as Liz Beth sander from the Swedish version of the girl with the dragon tattoo series and, and she's from, a great uh, actress
0: prometheus i think mm-hmm. yes I think yep yeah yeah it's a lot of fun much more gory than i thought it would be <laughs> definitely
1: <laughs> but it was it like a, dark it was a good gore though usually i don't like gore but like that was like done tastefully and funny and i
2: know you guys didn't get to see um there was uh this really interesting movie called beyond the infinite two minutes and i think it won the audience award like (laughs) the ones that we they did internally um, but uh, everybody really loved it. It was really cool the way they did it. Um, very inventive movie. So if anybody, if it comes out, get a chance to see it, see it because it's it's really cool. Yeah. I won't, I don't want to give too much away about it, but
0: yeah, I saw in the that Facebook group that we're in that that was the one that seemed like a lot of people uh, were recommending. And then uh, I mean, yeah, there's there's so many so many things. Uh, I wish I had done the at home portion of the festival but uh, I think I was like kind of busy that week like weekend but yeah, but yeah I there's... enjoyed it
2: at home was really cool to do I, I saw there's someone inside your house which kind of is a throwback to like late 90s early 2000s kind of horror um and it's also on Netflix now you can check it out um this really interesting film called sweetie you won't believe it which was really crazy It was kind of a crime film that when you know everything goes crazy and there's lots of gore it's kind of fun it's 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 very funny um so that was a good one as well so yeah it was a lot of good stuff at the festival so yeah
0: good yeah. times yeah and if you're ever able to make it out to fantastic fest highly recommend it always a great time uh normally there's a a few really fun parties, uh, opening night. I think there's usually a closing <laughs> party as well. Lots of yes. fun. Um, yeah, highly recommended. So this film, uh, we start off with a black screen, and before we even see a title card or anything, we, we hear that uh, that amazing score that uh, one of the most memorable scores in a horror movie for sure. It's up there with Jaws, in my opinion, um,
3: mm-hmm.
0: for, sure. for, for scores that are just like so memorable and uh, as, as the score is uh, kicking in. We, obviously, the credits are rolling, and we have a, a close-up of a pumpkin. Um, and right when the score like kind of is at its crescendo is when we see a jack-o'-lantern, and we slowly zoom in on the jack-o'-lantern, and it fades to black, and we get a title card with the location of Haddonfield, Illinois, Halloween night. Sorry, Illinois. Halloween night, 1963. And we are outside the Meyer house. We have a POV um, of, uh, we're not sure who, we're not, who are we? I don't know, we don't know yet. Uh, we're at the front door of the house. We see a randy couple through the window. <laughs> uh, they head upstairs to, bedro- to the bedroom, uh, the lights turn off and we, we walk around the house. Uh, this person that we're following, their POV, they enter the kitchen, they pick up a butcher knife and we slowly make our way upstairs.
2: Oh, and a mask, there's a mask
0: and the the clown mask the clown mask on the ground and as our as our clown walks upstairs we see a topless uh teen girl who screams michael uh right before being butchered (laughs) uh she's just yeah she's just casually topless combing her hair brushing her hair i think is what she's doing. same (laughs) the only way i brush my hair is (laughs) topless in front
1: of a mirror yeah (laughs)
0: Yeah, and so we head back downstairs. We hear the breathing of the killer as he exits the front door. Then um, conveniently at this time, a few cars pull up. A man looks at, at the camera, at us, our POV as a killer, and we hear Michael. And the killer, we see that we, the camera goes from POV to looking at the killer. And we see that it's just a little boy.
2: Yeah, he's just standing there blankly looking
3: uh, out. Yeah. With a large knife and a clown costume.
0: Yeah.
3: Why isn't their clown costume bloody? <laughs>
0: That's a good just question. It's a clean
3: kill. <laughs> yeah. He's just an experienced yeah. killer. Yeah, he's very precise.
1: <laughs> I mean, she didn't struggle at all. She just took <laughs> them hits and then hit them.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, when your little brother is the one attacking you. <laughs> yeah, uh, you punch worry. him in
1: the you punch him in the face. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's always a thing with kids,
0: you know.
1: Nobody They're wants psycho. to hurt him. Nah, I'd definitely take fist at him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you would throw fisticuffs at a child. You're a camp <laughs> counselor. You're a camp counselor. You work with children. <laughs> I don't know if you want to say is sometimes that the, is that off the record you're saying. Yeah, that off, off,
1: the, the, record. Record. off uh, the record. Off the record. Of get, some of them get throat punched sometimes when they act up. <laughs> and they get put in timeout but also I'm like he's fully stabbing her like uh, yeah, protect yourself you have a right yourself. to defend yourself against you.
0: yeah <laughs> yeah. A child murderer.
1: yeah I mean they're yelling at you punch them they're stabbing you punch them they look at you <laughs> wrong punch them it's justified in this instance
0: okay and so next we have a from the unmasking we have another title card we have Uh, We are told we are in Smith's Grove, Illinois, on October 30th, 1978. So it is approximately 15 years later. Uh, What we see is we're in a car with a nurse and a man in a, like, a detective's coat. (laughs) They arrive. And she's, like, in a
2: nurse's costume. Did nurses really dress like that? She's in,
0: like, a stereotypical, like, sexy (laughs) nurse's costume. Yeah. Mm
3: -hmm. Oops, Uh, she had a full-on cape and and everything right <laughs> it was a
0: pantsuit okay
1: she meant business
0: <laughs> yeah okay yeah well she is driving they pull up at the illinois state hospital they stop the car and someone immediately someone just like scrambles on top of the car which you know well that's... they
2: see like patients out on the field like yeah. in the pouring rain and they're like all out there like
0: you know, she makes just a walking around too. or
2: dancing yeah <laughs> already creepy
0: yeah what were you saying
1: no, I was gonna say I think she makes a comment too she's like oh yeah I'll just let them wander around like in the rain and right trench coats like no no something must be wrong
2: yeah she's a great nurse by the way like all the comments in the car on the
1: way there she's like right. really good at her job let me tell you also too like how she immediately like just goes like uh get a cig, and i'm like uh ma'am don't you know the dangers
0: of that
2: <laughs> well this was you know the sick yeah <laughs>
0: Did they still give out like heroin as like a instead of Advil back then? Or was that like the 20s?
2: I think that was earlier, yeah. Oh,
0: okay.
2: <laughs> like cocaine and Coke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good old days.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So someone scrambles on top of the car. The nurse is driving. Uh, she's able to stop the car despite being under duress, uh, but is chased out of it. And the person who was climbing on top is able to drive away uh, with their vehicle. Uh, and next we cut to Haddonfield, Illinois on Halloween on October 31st. Um, this is where we first see Laurie Strode, our main protagonist for this movie, iconic, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis, the role that immediately I think of when I think of her. Um, but obviously she's been in so many great roles. Um, Laurie is asked to drop off keys at the Myers house because her dad's a realtor. So she's walking up. And we hear breathing uh, from inside the door. And when she drops the keys off, as she's walking away, we see that Michael is standing there watching her, stalking her, really. Yeah, he stalks her for like a solid 20 seconds, just right off the bat. <laughs> so yeah, that's it. Yeah,
2: it's really unfortunate that her dad sent her, her <laughs> husband. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's her dad's fault. The whole thing leads back to her dad. He making that one decision
0: yeah not for that if she had never been near the house it would have never uh this whole film could have never been made
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think later films they try to say that there's a relationship there between michael and laurie yeah Um, but in this film it's just that small i feel like it's better if it's
2: random
3: yeah
2: (laughs) it's actually scarier like and like Well, we'll get to that but she's going to school right like okay yeah yeah Yeah. in the
0: next scene she's actually at school and she's glancing out the window she's in class kind of like daydreaming not really paying attention uh she glances out the window and we see michael stalking her behind a car and she she does i'm not even sure she notices it first she looks away and then kind of looks back um and notices him but right when she notices him she's asked a question by the teacher and then she answers of course because you have to and then she looks back and he's gone and this is a very anti-teacher of film uh, that's what (laughs) I got. I
2: like this scene a lot because she's talking about fate and I feel like that was the whole point right like that there's nothing she could have done except like go to the house and like it was all dust and fate like because he Mm -hmm. doesn't he fixated on her because she was there you know yeah, and uh, I really liked that whole whole thing, and then she's also really smart. You see, that Lori is a high achiever, very smart. She was right on the dot, knew exactly what to ask, even though she was looking out the window at <laughs> some psycho yeah. across the
3: street. This scene drives me a little crazy, though, because the teacher says fate at least 30 times.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're, like... Get point across? <laughs> You're like, Oh, this
0: is about fate. I did not know. <laughs> Yeah, I read on part of it. The question was about fate, as we've said. Uh, and the quote is something like, fate is immovable like a mountain. and stands where man passes away. Fate never changes. It's just part of the quote. Um, and yeah. we're
2: playing our drinking game. Fate is the word.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it is.
0: Yeah, we should actually start having a drinking game. At the beginning. <laughs> uh, okay, so next we see... Uh, Michael walking around town, you know, just you know, he's just he's he's a tourist, you know. He he hasn't been out in a while. He's been locked up for. He's
1: visiting old, well, yeah. He's visiting his own stomping ground, you know.
0: Yeah. Uh, he's stalking around a little bit uh before he drives away in a cop car. I don't really get how he just kind of hijacks a cop car, but.
1: Well, it was like the early, like I guess, like seventies or eighties. You know,
0: things were just different at that time. You could just steal a <laughs> cop car. It was seventy eight, but yeah, yeah. Uh, we then cut to Dr. Loomis, who is calling the authorities because he knows that Michael got out and he is just trying to warn them because uh, he, he knows he's headed ahead and filled more than likely because for some reason, Loomis is on top of this. He knows <laughs> just kind of exactly what Mike was thinking and all his motivation, everything,
2: even though he never talked
1: the whole time. Yeah,
0: <laughs> even though Michael never in 15 years spoke a single word. Yeah. He's like, I know exactly his plan. <laughs> He finds a hospital gown by an abandoned truck. And, we, and as he walks away, we see a dead body uh, behind a bush or something. Um, and next, we have Lori and her friends are walking to school. And when Michael drives by, uh, Lori's friend Annie yells, speed kills. <laughs> and, he's, and the car briefly, briefly stops uh, before driving away. And I think, I think they say something like, wait, you can't take a joke. Uh, and then it, then it drives away. Uh, He's says, the
2: fassy friend.
0: <laughs> also
2: right.
1: hasn't he been locked up for like how many years? Like 15. do they do driving lessons in there? That's what
2: no, they address yeah. that in the movie. Like they say that. Because I'm sure that was a question of like, why can he drive? He was yeah. six years old.
0: <laughs> I yeah, mean, famously, famously I was raised on the streets. I mean, no one taught me either. I just kind <laughs> of oh hijacked a cop car one day and took off. What were you saying, Brie?
3: Oh, I was just saying, is this, this town is like so small that every street, you know, you walk down or he, you know, Michael can be there. Like he can always find them again.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so he takes off after briefly pausing and Lori tells Annie, You're gonna you're gonna get him get us in deep trouble one day. Uh which not really foreshadowing because technically <laughs> Lori's dad got them in trouble. Um, or, really, just you know, the system failed and they were just kind of chilling outside the hospital. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the mental hospital. <laughs> um, but yeah, so from here, um, as they're walking forward, Laurie sees Michael, you know, just creeping behind a bush as he does so often in this movie behind a bush, behind a tree, you know, just stalking. Behind a car. Yeah. Uh, as they get closer, he walks behind the bush. Laurie recognizes him as the guy that was uh, driving the car and uh and he i think she tells annie like oh that's your friend or something like that the guy that was in the car and then annie immediately just like runs up to go talk shit and and uh when Lori goes to see if he's there of course no one's there
2: wow he went around the corner and then cut through again just to like freak him out (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) he has goals
0: (laughs) yeah he's a certified creep Seven days a week.
3: I said, uh, certified free. Seven days a week.
0: Uh okay. So from here we go back to Loomis. Does Loomis ever say his name? Or like when do we actually find out that his name is Dr. Loomis and that he's
2: He introduces I think he's he on does. the phone. Yeah, when he's at the at the payphone he says it. And I think he says it again when he's trying to contact the sheriff.
0: Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think he's, yeah, because he's like, I was his doctor, I know, or whatever, or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so from from this scene where they're being creeped on by Michael, we cut to Loomis, who is going to visit the grave site of Judith Myers. Uh, but when they arrive at the site of the grave, the, of course, the headstone has been stolen, because why wouldn't it have been? I mean, famously, grave robbers <laughs> love stealing headstones for some reason. Um, the least
2: the graveyard attendant was telling a really cool story I kind of wanted to hear what he was gonna say but it <laughs> course like he gets cut off by Dr. Lewis
0: mm-hmm.
3: yeah I was confused when I first saw this I was like what wait what <laughs> what is this hole oh yeah yeah, yeah the headstone, I was like yeah. wait that looks too small to be like him stolen her, her coffin
0: I thought I thought those go pretty deep in the ground. <laughs> it yeah. seemed like it was like a two inch deep like, yeah, divot in like, the ground.
3: Yeah, even for the head stem. Um, but yeah. what do we know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm no I'm no uh, Paul Barrett. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they do, right? They, no. They just carry the casket <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Uh Okay, so Loomis, <laughs> after finding the stolen finding that the headstone has been stolen goes back to the, uh, the Myers house. And that's when they find corpses of various animals. Uh, and and they th- they're, they're thinking that they've been eaten, uh, which, you know, man's got to eat. You know, what are you going to do? Uh, but of course, Loomis, this is when... Okay, Loomis is really not... I, f- I feel like when you're someone's mental <laughs> doctor, you're not supposed to be saying things like, this isn't a man. <laughs> he's pure evil
2: <laughs> i agree he's <laughs> terrible like so he never talks you don't get an explanation <laughs> of why he thinks that he's as evil as he is
3: it's yeah. just very random yeah yeah mm-hmm. i would get that more if he had been like a serial child murder but he killed this one person and then have been in institutionalized for the rest of the time so i'm like it seems far stretch. I, I, think, I, it seems I think
2: like rob zombie was the only one who really actually dove into that world not i mean you know for what it's yeah, worth but. yeah yeah that was
3: crazy that was a much crazier opening kind of
0: yeah, yeah. The rob I, zombie think, one. I think michael reacted you know out of trying to maintain his purity and innocence he was like i can't see these you know heaving breasts yeah uh, i got to get them out of my face and everyone else is, so he just attacked
2: Mm-hmm. Or he saw his sister a certain way and then that triggered. Oh,
0: yeah, oh, yeah, he's a freak with the
2: guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh,
0: but speaking of the sister, they go to the room, Limus and the deputy that he's with go to the room where his sister was killed, and that's when something falls from the sky <laughs> and breaks the window that they're looking at. I don't a... Know, it's like a what is it, a gutter or like I don't a- know what it was. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what it was, um, but Loomis is caught out for seeming scared, and it's like, yeah, there's a psycho on the loose, of course I'm scared.
2: He pulled out his uh, gun.
0: Yeah, 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 he pulls out the, the pistol. Uh, but Loomis tells the deputy he met Michael 15 years ago, and there's nothing left, no reason, no conscious, no understanding of or rudimentary sense of life or death, good or evil, right or wrong uh and he says he met him when he was sick six and he had blank pale a blank pale emotionless face the blackest eyes the devil's eyes and it's like this is a child you're talking about you're extremely, a horrible doctor
1: it's extremely accurate
0: <laughs> yeah but extremely also wasn't he like children. wasn't he like blonde haired blue eyed like also i just don't trust a
1: man who just wears like detective clothes all the time when he's supposed to be a doctor <laughs>
0: And also, why are you British in Illinois? That's red flag number one. Or like Colombo. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. He watched a lot of Shaft movies growing up, maybe.
3: Um, can Shaft. I enter? I want to enter my fun fact about um, yeah, Donald Plaisance Sarah, who plays um, Dr. Loomis. This part was offered to horror icons Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing, who turned it down because of the low money offered. Um, this whole movie was only done on a $300,000 budget. Um, So they say that Christopher Lee later deeply regretted it because of the franchise that it turned out to be. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Also Donald Plaisance looking at his IMDb, and y'all chime in if you know better, but he seems like pretty much like a B movie kind of staple. He's in tons of stuff. the only kind of like A-list movie I saw that he was in was The Great Escape with James Garner. Um, So I thought that was pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, no, I honestly don't think I've even seen him in anything other than 18 Halloween movies.
2: <laughs> you probably have, you just don't know it. <laughs> like, yeah. he was in a lot of stuff.
3: Like, his IMDb is, is super prolific. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. of course, John Carpenter was a, a, a fan.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it makes sense that it was pretty low budget. Most of it's just shots of Michael stalking in the streets. I mean, there's not really any like huge set pieces.
1: Um, yeah, costume and costume design was you know Laurie Strode, and
3: like yeah, we were talking about before the we started recording that um, Jamie Lee Curtis bought her entire wardrobe at J C for a hundred dollars, <laughs> less than hundred dollars.
0: I was like a hundred dollars.
3: Yeah, and it was also um one of um I don't it probably has been long um outmatched, but for the time it was the most successful independent film they just made tons and tons of money at the box office for its $300,000 price tag
0: yeah probably the the most successful until paranormal paranormal activity (laughs) one which was like a thousand dollars or whatever right (laughs) Uh, but yeah Loomis said that he spent eight years trying to reason with Michael and another seven trying to keep him locked up uh, because he's pure evil Uh, so i guess he's only 21 (laughs) because he was six and he spent eight years and seven more years so yeah 21 he was
1: just out to party that's all it was
0: (laughs) yeah uh but yeah another thing i noticed is that there's definitely a recurring theme of michael being referred to as the boogeyman um first by some kids at school uh, and then they mention the boogeyman and then one of them runs into him Later, Lori is babysitting uh, Tommy Wallace. Is it Tommy Wallace? Uh, and he asked who the boogeyman is. And then, you know, he sees Michael walk across the street. Uh, no, Lindsay Wallace is Kyle Richards. Anyways, whatever. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, there's a boogeyman <laughs> motif. And that carries over, um, I noticed, into the new ones. The new new ones. Uh, they also refer to him as the boogeyman in those. Um, but yes, so across the street. Annie, Lori's friend, is babysitting Lindsay Wallace, aka Kyle Richards. Um, First, Michael kills the. (laughs) So uh, I hate when they kill the dog. Like you don't have to kill the dog. Like
3: (laughs) always the dog. Gee.
2: Kill the
0: children. Yeah. Take the children. (laughs) Take the the kids. Save the
3: animals. (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's so sad. The way that he was like, showed the dog's legs and tail hanging down. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Uh, he kills the dog and then he traps Annie in the laundry room. Uh, and that's when Kyle Richards gets a phone call and it's uh, I guess Annie's boyfriend. Paul,
2: who never shows up and never calls back when she doesn't show up later. Like, <laughs> what a great Man. guy. <laughs> Maybe he's
1: Michael Myers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's a herring. Um, but yeah, but because he calls, uh, Lindsay, a.k.a. Kyle Richards, goes to the goes to, is like, oh yeah, where's Annie? And then she hears her in the laundry room and goes and helps her get free. Uh, the phone rings again and Annie, um, oh, and Lindsay, I was like, who the hell is Lindsay? It was like, oh yeah, Kyle Richards. I go to Tommy's house, uh, who's being babysitted by Lori uh, to go drop off Kyle Richards. And Lori only agrees to babysit her because Annie kind of hooked up Lori with some guy at the homecoming dance, I think, and and she's really not into it, and she didn't, she kind of did that behind her back, and so she's like, okay, well, I'll call, I'll call him tomorrow and call it off if you uh agree to babysit, which, what a horrible friend. They're
2: both, <laughs> bottom, they're, like, both of her <laughs> friends are terrible.
0: Bottom five friends, definitely. Uh And so Annie, after after dropping off the brat, goes to her car to meet up with her boo, and of course, guess who's in the car? It's not a hot date, it's an angry Michael, <laughs> and he appears mm-hmm. in the back scene and strangles her a little bit, you know, which she's kind of into, not really. But then he slits her throat, which she's definitely not into, and yeah. Um, it's and a then cool
2: he. Scene though, the way that that one was shot, and then it goes kind of slow mo when she dies. You know, it was mm-hmm. it's a good shot.
0: Yeah, but he's not very good at being discreet because he he like kills her and then like lets her <laughs> head horn. just lay on the horn like honking. <laughs> I
2: know doesn't
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then we like cut to across the street where laurie is and you can hear the horn blaring and no one even considers caring anything yeah um but yeah that's when tommy sees michael uh, across the street carrying annie's body and tries to tell laurie he sees the boogeyman but laurie's like i don't care kid like go watch barney or whatever Barnes was barney around in 78 probably not um but that's when linda and bob show up at the wallaces which is kyle richard's house Uh, And, of course, it's empty because Annie is dead (laughs) and Kyle's at Tommy's house. Uh, So they're like, well, there's no one here. And then they decide, you know what? We're horny teens. Let's bang it out. Because why not? This is a stranger's house. (laughs) Why not? Mm -hmm.
2: Opportunity. That's all it's about when you're a teenager. (laughs) Uh,
0: So after that, after they hook up, Bob decides to go down for a beer because he's a goddamn man. And that's what men do.
1: hey she she sent him down for her beer yeah
0: yeah it was was definitely (laughs) for her beer yeah that's
1: what men do listen to women
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) smart men um yeah so um you know thankfully this is the movie takes an unexpected turn where it becomes like a romantic comedy so you know uh suddenly bob's going down there to get a beer you know he trips and you know he it's so silly oh just kidding he actually finds michael who stabs him through the wall (laughs) and he's like just left hanging in the air on the wall. I'm like, damn, this this is an intense. And is a, thing. This is
2: like, I guess, that really, when you see Michael's full strength mm-hmm. to be able to like take a grown man and choke him all the way up the wall, <laughs> and
0: then stab yeah. him. Doesn't he just like?
1: Doesn't he just like stare at like Bob for a second and just like kind of like yeah,
0: like... like for ten seconds he just looks at him like like a can, like a like the way dogs look at something when they're confused. <laughs> he kind of <laughs> looks at him like, oh, I can do this. So. Oh. Interesting. <laughs> uh, but back upstairs, Linda is doing her nails when uh, some, you know, Bob comes back in a, in a cute little playful ghost costume, the classic sheet uh, with, with the eye holes cut out. Uh, and, he, and, he, and he's got Bob's glasses on. So clearly this is Bob, right? It was all a joke downstairs. It's a funny joke. Uh, right? Surely. Um, but so Linda's like, oh, this is Bob. haha. <laughs> he's like teasing her uh, like about like come and get this or whatever um but he's not into foreplay so he strangles her with the phone cord while she's on the phone with lori uh but it sounds kind of like uh her grunts of pain are just like sexual sounding yeah uh but lori at first is like ha, you're so funny but then as it continues going on she's like are you okay like she gets gets concerned yeah Uh, And decides to call the Wallace house. But of course, don't answer because they are dead. Um, So she decides to just go on over. Because why wouldn't you? And that's when she finds Judith Meyer's tombstone and Annie's dead body upstairs, which, you know, that's when I would leave.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like that's been kind of repeated in horror movies, so it wasn't super shocking. But I think at the time, this being one of the first ones, like we were also talking about before the podcast that it would be kind of a shocking
2: thing to walk in on yeah I mean that's that's all the subtleties of like Michael staring at when he kills and like you know the creepiness of him just lingering and not saying anything Mm -hmm. those are all things that we're kind of used to with killers now but like you know it's it's very different now um but then it was it was kind of that is really creepy <laughs> yeah.
0: especially like with it follows that's basically all that movie is it's like stalker, yeah, right. like a creeper uh, but also I feel like Lori wouldn't even know who, she'd be like who the hell is Judith My- Judith Myers like what is this <laughs> what is the relevance right. of this to Annie um but yeah she's like okay well I'm gonna go ahead and get out of here but as as she stumbles around the house she finds all her other friends dead bodies um and that's when she decides okay i'm gonna go ahead and run away but of course michael finds her in the hallway and gives her a little slice on the arm uh, which causes her to fall down the stairs that's when Lori decides okay running away is is good um so she runs out the front door and she's just like banging on people's doors uh when she, and no one's answering and then she runs back across to
2: well someone okay. is in the house like they just don't do anything and i was like holy crap that's just terrible
0: yeah, no, yeah. She's she's banging and banging and then... Um, and they just the, cut off
2: the lights to act like, oh, I don't light. want to get involved.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then that she was goes, John
2: Carpenter's comment on suburbia. Mm-hmm.
3: Right. I was gonna say, I feel like there's another movie where we've seen that.
1: Where <laughs> I definitely felt like in those kind of towns, it's a definitely like kind of like help your neighbor kind of place. Like, I feel everyone's just fairly friendly there, but I'm like, that's a dick move just to be like, nah, not for me,
0: sis.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah like,
0: I feel like... I feel like the light went from turned off to turn on to acknowledge that they were aware, and then turned back off. I was like damn, that's cool. it even
3: be more terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it Nightmare on Elm Street? I'm thinking about where the parents are wanting to ignore. Yeah. What's happening? Oh yeah, Yo, right yeah big time. Let me let me shut my porch light off and pretend this isn't <laughs> happening.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, also, that's super sad. and then she runs back to Tommy's house to and to wake him up. She pulls. Um, what will become a trademark move in the Legend of Zelda series, and she smashes <laughs> a pot uh, on the window. <laughs> <laughs> she just throws a pot at the window, and I'm like, this is, I mean, I get things are desperate right now, but this is Also, does she not have a, a key, key to the house? I mean, she's babysitting.
2: <laughs> well, that's what she lost her key. Like, yeah, she's at the door uh, yeah. trying to find it, and she's like, the key, the key. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, but like, telling us. Yeah. This is her <laughs> own house, right? No, I thought it was Tommy's.
1: It's Tommy Doyle, isn't it?
2: It's Tommy's house because we never talked about the long ass drive that her and her friend took in this tiny little town to actually finally get. Okay, (laughs) what we thought was just blocks away from where she walked from school because Tommy was with her that morning. I don't
3: understand (laughs) it. Yeah, that's very kind of confusing. Made
0: no sense.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I thought she because I thought she was asking for her mom and dad anyway proceed. yeah
0: she's smashing <laughs> pots um he's like what do you want and he's like what <laughs> she's like open the door and then he's like <laughs> and then i forgot what he says but she's like just hurry up and then she he, he, we see michael like getting closer and closer and then he opens the door like right in time uh as michael gets there and then she closes the door she hides behind a couch which i'm like this is like of all the whole uh, the whole house you, you hide behind a couch
2: passes out like like you're not done yeah <laughs>
0: Um, and that's but when, also,
2: is this the is this also like a new thing, right? Like that the killer never dies. Like yeah. I think we, you know, before that you've probably seen it to some extent, but not like this crazy extent of you cannot kill this 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 thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. She so, says, yeah, she's hiding behind the couch and she stabs him in, with a knitting needle in the neck and. You know, thankfully it kills him, you know, and the movie ends. Um, she takes <laughs> kids upstairs and, you know, things are happy. And she tells him, Oh, Tommy, there's nothing to be scared of, uh, even the boogeyman, because I killed him. Uh, and then Tommy says, You can't kill the boogeyman. And right at that moment, Michael <laughs> appears again behind them. Um, I think Lori tells him to go hide in the room, lock themselves in the room, and then yeah. Lori hides mm-hmm. in a closet. Uh, and that's when that's that really great scene of Michael slowly breaking like the shutter the shutters the blinds on the door um it's very like shining-esque i thought yeah it's Uh, a
3: scary scene it's it's iconic With she's trying to shrink back into the closet and he's coming closer and closer with every little shutter he breaks
0: Mm -hmm. and you know thankfully there's weapons in a closet there's hangers which she (laughs) grabs wire hangers yeah wire hangers yeah
2: um, like Joan Crawford's house Yeah <laughs> No wire Hangers What's wire hangers doing In this closet when I told you
3: No wire Hangers
1: ever She quickly
3: shapes into a weapon
1: Yeah They would have been dead if they're Joan Crawford's
3: yep. <laughs> Yeah she would have got him mm-hmm, No doubt
0: and she, much she like she
3: jabs them and they, she gets them in the eye right
0: yeah much like joan crawford michael doesn't like wire hangers either after he takes <laughs> one to the eye and uh, drops his knife um, he collapses on the floor and thankfully he's got to be dead right i mean killers don't they don't just they're not just eternal they can't live forever uh, so she goes to the k- kids and tells them to go down the street to the Mackenzie's house and to tell tell them to call the cops and send them here um, but as the kids leave, we have a nice little POV shot. We're looking at Lori, and behind her, we see Michael's body on the ground in the background, and his body slowly rises. Uh, the kids were turns run away. His head slowly. Yeah, <laughs> it was a beautiful shot. I was like, Yeah, scary, that's a really but beautiful. It's a really
2: iconic, you know, killer shot that was established in this film. Like, you know, we've seen it again before, like, we've seen it, but this is the original first of that.
0: hmm Yeah, it's so good. And the kids are running away. And then Loomis sees them run through the front door. Uh, and of course, Lori you knows being attacked <laughs> by Michael again. Uh, but Loomis shows up as she rips the mask off. And I mean, I'd be mad too if I had that mug, honestly. <laughs> uh, but that's when he shoots that's when Loomis shoots Michael uh like a thousand times, <laughs> and then he falls off the balcony. Uh, of the house and laurie looks at loomis and says it was the boogeyman and loomis looks at her and says as a matter of fact it was or let me do my British impression <clears throat> as a matter of fact <laughs> it was. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> oh, was awesome. that was classic
3: <laughs> well I had to do a little loomis walks <laughs> over me.
0: and oh this is this is so good that Loomis walks over to look down at his body um look at his handiwork and Michael's body is not there uh and then this is what I really love this because then after that we have like a bunch of different shots of rooms in the house like different hallways and it's like well where is he is he is he right behind them is he right you all you hear is
2: the breathing Mm -hmm. which is very creepy yeah
0: so good yeah yeah and that is the end of the film but not the franchise (laughs)
2: <laughs> it goes on and on and on and like 40,
0: 43, 43 years, years. later <laughs> We're still going uh, But yeah Yeah I guess I, I forgot to even write it down On the uh, itinerary for today But I guess we have to do uh, Ack or whack Did we love it? Did mm. we hate it? Let's get our opinions um, Let's start with Camp Counselor Ben, what did you think of this mm. film? Is it ack or is it whack For you? And uh, uh, we have to rate it out of one out of ten. Um hmm.
3: Captain Kirk masks.
0: Wire hangers. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> They're not doing wire hangers. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
1: um I would rate it. It's definitely because I mean it's it's a classic. It's <sighs> with the, withheld this the test of time so much, but um I'm gonna probably give it like a good solid eight um it was good for like the time but like I don't know just having him just like stalk her just like just stand behind things like always what kind of gets to me I'm like oh I forgot about this movie like how semi-awkward it is sometimes (laughs) with like the new iterations how they make Michael more active but this one was very just kind of like he just stalks but um I mean that's his gig so I can't come for him but yeah I think it's going to be an eight um an eight for me, solid
0: eight. All right, um, yeah. Final go Brie, what are your thoughts on this film?
3: For me, um, even you know, recognizing this this is an early slasher film, it doesn't hold up that well. Um, it's just kind of slow, um, and you know, it just doesn't feel as scary as some of the others um so i'm going to give it a seven and just even comparing it to some of the things that i've ranked higher um like the omen or scream i just think those have aged better um especially scream have lots of humor whereas this humor is not you know just doesn't um strike me as funny anymore sorry i'll keep I'm gonna keep, um, stammering on, but anyway, that's that's how I felt about it.
0: Uh, Calamity cat.
3: Um, I'll also give it an eight,
2: and really, it's just the score alone <laughs> deserves. <laughs> that's probably a ten, actually. Like the score yeah. is a ten, the movie's an eight. It is a, you know, it's the original. It's a classic. I actually like this one as the original way more than I like Nightmare on Elm Street. Like it's way better to me um so i like you know they were setting they were setting the standard you know and i think you know we've seen everything that's in this movie again and again later and i think you got to give props to carpenter for that yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. and
3: i want to throw out there that john carpenter um composed this score in four days um uh, and like calamity said it's truly iconic and if you heard this you would immediately know what film it's from. And I also wanna add on that, yeah, Michael Myers is iconic. He's one of the horror villains that you immediately think about and associate with horror movies and Halloween. So definitely give it credit for that. And also something I like nerdily like is that you can see everything in this movie. It's not so dark that you don't know what's happening like in certain light. You know, when you try to watch horror movies at home or even at the theater sometimes, like, it just gets so dark. Mm-hmm. And so I really love the way that this is lit. Yeah. You can I see
1: will, everything. I will say also the, uh, the reason I like this over some of the remakes is more or less the fact that, like, uh, that he, Michael just, like, snapped one day and just went, like, crazy. <laughs> and, like, I, I like the fact that it, like, it was just, like, he just snapped. Like, he didn't need, like... Like the Rob Zombie Halloween goes into like it was a more troubled past. That's why he turned, which that's like cool. But I was like, to me, I just like the fact that like the kid just like snapped one day and it's like I'm just gonna kill people. Yeah, I was like, I think that's more psycho than anything. <laughs>
3: yeah, that's it way yeah. more scary. <laughs> yeah,
1: I was like, just as, like a six year old, just like I'm just gonna kill my sister and just be like, yeah, where we go from here? <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's what I like about like that's more the aspect of the movie that I liked is like he was just a normal kid one day and he was just like. No, I'm just going to kill people. Starting yeah. with my sister. <laughs> yeah, that was beautiful.
3: All right, are y'all ready some more <laughs> for some more fun facts? John Carpenter said that many times over the years that they didn't mean to set out as virginity being a way to defeat the killer and be the final girl. Um, he said the reasons why the Randy teens all die is because they're preoccupied with getting it on Beans and don't realize that there's nuts. a killer stalking them
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah i would definitely die within the first five minutes of the movie <laughs> i want to be a final girl but i mean we can't count. teenagers are such a good target right <laughs> Right. yeah they're and such they're, an easy target and they're assholes sometimes so yeah <laughs>
0: Our next segment is titled reanimated in which we reenact a beautiful scene from the film. Uh, in this scene, we are gonna be reenacting the scene where uh, Linda's upstairs lounging on the bed and we see Michael dressed up as a ghost with Bob's <laughs> glasses on. Uh, she calls Lori at the end of the scene. Uh, Linda will be played by, of course, camp counselor, Ben. <laughs> um, stage direction will be by final girl, Brie. And I will be playing Lori. And yeah, let's get into it.
3: Interior, Wallace bedroom. Linda lounges on the bed, smoking another cigarette. She hears Bob enter the room, but doesn't look up.
1: Where's my beer?
3: Uh, No answer. Linda turned around, turns around and looks. The shape stands in the doorway. He is covered with a sheet like a ghost. He wears Bob's glasses.
1: Cute, Bob. Real cute.
3: The ghost doesn't answer. Linda looks at the ghost. She slides the sheets down from her body.
1: Come here, you fool.
3: The ghost doesn't answer. He continues to stare at Linda.
1: Can I get your ghost, Bob? (laughs)
3: Linda laughs at her own joke, then stops when she sees the ghost is motionless.
1: All right, all right. So where's my beer?
3: Nothing. The ghost just stands
1: there well answer me okay don't answer me (laughs) boy you're weird
3: linda gets out of bed she is nude and looks beautiful and sensuous in the candlelight she walks over to the phone
1: well i'm gonna call lori i want to know where annie and paul are this isn't going anywhere
3: linda sits down on a chair by the telephone in the bg the ghost stands in the doorway She starts to dial the phone. The ghost starts walking toward her. Interior, Doyle House, night. The house is very quiet. The kids are asleep. Laurie is sitting on the couch knitting. The phone rings. (sighs) Finally. Laurie crosses to answer the phone. Linda holds the phone to her ear. The ghost walks up slowly behind her. He raises his hands to grab her. Laurie answers the telephone. Hello? Lydia hears Laurie's hello as the ghost grabs the phone. He clamps one hand over Linda's mouth. She squirms and rises. He takes the telephone cord and wraps it around her neck. Hello? Mm. Laurie hears squeals and rustling sounds across the phone.
0: All right, Annie, I've heard your famous chewing. Now I get your famous squeals.
3: Laurie continues to hear weird sounds. Annie. Uh, Linda, Linda. tries to fight off the ghost. He wraps the cord around the neck. He pulls tight. Linda reaches up uh, and pulls on the sheet. It slides off the man to reveal the grotesque Halloween mask. Linda gasps and tries to scream. The man pulls the cord tighter. Her face turns blue. She opens her mouth, trying to get air. Then slowly slumps forward, and remains motionless. Linda is dead. The shape picks up the receiver and pull, puts it to his ear.
0: A- a- Annie? Are you all right?
3: Silence over the phone.
0: Are you fooling around again? Okay, if this is a joke. Annie?
3: Lori stares at the receiver, then hangs up. She crosses to the window and looks out toward the Wallace house.
1: All right. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Cooper legit came in and started to growl at me. What? (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah, he legit came over here and was just like, Like, I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) Cooper, I'm trying to do something
0: right now. (laughs) You're winning a Peabody. In our second scene, we, are, uh, we have the girls walking, down, walking home from high school, and uh, the shape drives by them in the car. And this is what ensues.
3: Lori and Linda stroll down the front steps of the high school and turn up the street. Lori carries another large stack of books. Linda is a knockout in tight jeans and tight t shirt. She carries no books, camera tracks with them up the street.
1: It's totally insane. We have three new chairs to learn in the morning. The game in the afternoon. I got to get my hair done at five. And the dance is at eight. I'm totally going to be wiped out.
0: I think you have too much to do tomorrow. Totally. As usual, I don't have
1: anything to do. It's your own fault, and I don't feel sorry for you.
3: Annie comes out of the side doors of the high school and calls after Lori and Linda. Hey, Linda, Lori. The girls stop and wait for Annie.
1: Why didn't you wait for me? We did. 15 minutes. You totally never showed up.
0: That's not true. Here I am. What's wrong, Annie? You're not smiling.
2: I'm never smiling again. Paul dragged me into the boys' locker room to tell me...
0: Exploring uncharted territory? (laughs) It's totally been charted.
2: We just talked. Sure. Old Jerko got caught throwing eggs and soaping windows. His parents grounded him for the weekend. He can't even come over tonight.
0: Well, I thought you were babysitting tonight. The, early,
1: the only reason she babysits is to have a place to...
3: Lori suddenly stops and turns back toward the school. Shit. I have a place for that.
0: Forgot my chemistry book.
1: Who cares? I always forget my chemistry book
3: lori glances down the street the station wagon slowly moves up the street toward them the shape isn't visible behind the windshield
1: isn't that devon graham he's so cute
0: don't think so i
3: lori stares at the station wagon as it moves past she looks directly at the shape inside there is a quick glimpse of him a strange pale face staring back the wagon whizzes past them speed kills Up the street, the wagon suddenly stops. It sits there waiting. Can't you take a joke? For a moment, the station wagon just sits there. Then it takes off down the street and disappears around the corner.
0: Annie, someday you're going to get all of us in deep trouble. Totally.
2: I hate a guy with a car with no sense of humor.
3: (laughs) The girls start walking again. Lori is quiet, puzzled by the appearance of the man in the car.
1: Well, are we still on for tonight? I wouldn't want you to get into deep trouble, Linda. Come on, Annie. Bob and I have been planning on it all week. All right, the Wallace's leave at 7.
0: I'm babysitting for the Doyle's. It's only 3 houses away. We could keep each other company.
2: Terrific. I've got 3 choices. Watch the kids sleep, listen to Linda screw, or talk to you.
0: And our final segment, we we traditionally have to ask Camp Counselor Ben, what is in your camp bag that would help us survive this week's film? Were we in it? So Camp Counselor Ben, what's in the bag? Uh, What's in the
1: box? Well, this week in today's bag, obviously not chemistry books because we don't care about that. Um, What any 16-year-old or 17-year-old gal will have Crochet needles, duh, um, to make that beautiful blouse that we're wearing in the first scene. Um, So first off, crochet needles to stab a bitch in the neck. And let's see, um, coat hangers, because, sorry, wire coat hangers. Because unlike Mommy Dearest, we can definitely use that to our advantage and stab Mm -hmm. a bitch in the eye. And um, let's see, I would say a two-story house so we can, you know, just push him off but that's not gonna fit in the bag but if we could and uh i'm gonna also say like you know just like little kids to babysit because without them i wouldn't be stopped and also Mike can go after them too i really don't care
0: you could have the the keys to the myers house in your bag
1: oh yes do i need them he's gonna let me right on in (laughs) what he will why really (laughs) Yeah I'll do that too. Also um, have the keys to the Doyle house on a rope and like something you know so I can actually get in the house.
3: Yeah.
1: And not have to like wake these kids up. But um, yeah so a crochet needle because every 16 year old gal needs it. And again the Doyle's house keys on a fucking like string and cord so you can find them quickly.
2: And I think the kids only if one of them is a real housewife later on in life. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Maybe like Boy a young of- a young Erica Jane.
1: Oh wow. Oh she my would God, cut a bitch. Yes. <laughs> Imagine she'd be like, she would probably just read him to Filth and he would just go away because he's sad. And so he would- why
3: didn't Kyle Richard go on to become like a mainstream star? Like Beyond uh, your childhood.
1: Did you see her acting?
0: <laughs> hey, I thought she was really good in the new one. <laughs> she she was, was in the new one.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: She's I mean, she's been she was in multiple things as a kid, right? So I mean, great. she yeah, she went on to
2: like do more. I think you know, I think yeah. she just because of her sister was a did more acting than she did, in her mom, you know, also. So like, I guess it just went to the side, and then she met Mauricio. Yeah, <laughs> who was history. Was
1: our, who was her other sister that did acting? Uh, Kim. Kim was an actress. And what? <laughs> Wasn't she? Yeah, Kim yeah, was. Yeah, she was the bigger act. Actor. yeah
2: she yeah she was the more well-known one uh, the only one i know is kathy <laughs> that's the only one you need to know <laughs> that's the only one you need to yeah. know
0: i wish kathy was in the new one. <laughs> oh my gosh she's, she's like just there with the martini like, she's she, her only line is who's hunky dory <laughs> like <laughs> as she gets killed like yeah kim right.
3: richards was in Sharknado three? Oh hell no! <laughs>
0: 2015. <laughs> that's the full title name.
3: <laughs> yep.
1: Kim Richards. Oh my god, that's yeah. beautiful. She hmm. is the yeah. She is the bigger star, I think. I guess.
3: Let's see what last thing. Oh 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 guys! Breaking news: Kyle Richards reprised her role in Halloween Kills.
0: Yeah, she's good. what We
3: just said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, meh i wasn't paying
0: attention <laughs> Wow, <laughs> i think that's a good place to end all right well that just about wraps up this week's episode of you can't hide be sure to follow us on facebook at you can't hide pod and also on instagram at you can't hide pod send us a movie suggestion a critique a compliment a love note at you can't hide at gmail.com all right well this is all getting cut i good it